Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today. The first ever NBA in-season tournament championship. Davis running the floor, throws it down. Lakers not hesitating to push the ball. Anthony Davis is everywhere. The Lakers are trying to kind of play bully ball. Alley up to Davis. James and Davis connection. Right now, we got to figure it out. Halliburton drives. Halliburton finishes. Back and forth they go. Pass inside. Davis with the finish. This has been a masterpiece from Anthony Davis. The Los Angeles Lakers win the first NBA Cup. They are champions. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm your girl, Chaneo Gwimike, in for Malika Andrews. And I've got my full Stanford crew alongside me, Rob Omude. Hey. We've got Ramona Shelburne, plus not too far away in the Bay. We've got <laughs> Hall of Famer Mark Spears, who hails out of San Jose State. That's By the way, right. I used to go to parties out there all the time. I used to be an usher at Stanford football, so. It works both ways. Well, I got money from them just like you guys did. Oh, whoa. Oh, talk about that, Hall of Famer. <laughs> and since we're talking about parties, it's we been a party. We will not confirm that. We will not confirm that. But it has been a party. I think I just got some travel sweats. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of things when we were back at school Uh in the Bay. But let's talk about L.A. because ever since the Los Angeles Lakers won the inaugural in-season tournament, it's been a party in these streets. And after the big win, LeBron reflected on this major milestone. Take a listen. Yeah, I don't think it's even about the uh, the MVP. Um, I think it's about us coming together and winning this thing. Uh, This is the inauguration of the in-season tournament. It's something like records will be broken, uh, you know, but one thing that will never be broken is to be the first to do something. And we're the first champions of the in-season tournament and nobody can ever top that. It was absolutely incredible to see LeBron James do this in year 21. He turns 39 in about three weeks. And it felt like with every game of this in-season tournament, we just had to stop and appreciate more and more the moment that we are witnessing. Witness is his word, by the way. Why? Well, people wonder, Ramona, whether this could be the last trophy that LeBron James ever raises in his career. Come on, we're going to do that to him? No, I'm just saying people were wondering. I don't think so. Like, he just won the in-season tournament. And we went into this tournament saying, what what the heck is it? Is it the mid-season tournament, the in-season tournament? What are they playing for? What tro-? And he made it relevant. He made everybody care. He made us all watch. And he was playing at an incredibly high level. That's what was amazing. It wasn't just that they won it. It was the level he was playing. He was the best player on the court in every game he played in. And that includes games he played against Kevin Durant and Tyrese Halliburton. Maybe not the last game. Oh, okay, Anthony Davis did have a game. You're right. But the body of work. Right. Right. And for me, too, it's the enormity of LeBron James. I was there in Vegas, and I was there at the knockout rounds in L.A., in LA too. Just 
His understanding of the bigger and the smaller picture. Um, his partnership with the league. Yep. How seriously he took it. His understanding of the historical context, the storybook context, the fact that the Lakers will be the first ever, that LeBron has won the first ever MVP trophy and what that could mean for the future. His, uh, the way he answered the questions at the trophy ceremony, even the way he celebrated. You know, those guys were going to follow his lead. He played with the champagne. It would have been very easy for someone of LeBron's level or any team for that matter to come in there and act too cool for school. He made it a big deal, to your point, on the court, taking three charges in that Pelican <laughs> yeah. game. I mean, just <laughs> the level of competition yep. that he played at. That Lakers team was going to do whatever LeBron did and followed his, his lead. You know, and I'm going to give LeBron a shout-out, too, because he gave a bag to the young fellas that don't play, the two-way guys. Correct. Yeah. Alex Fudge, Demoy Hodge, Colin Castleton, you made NBA today. Uh, <laughs> all the players, the full-time players in the Lakers got a half a million dollars, but for the two-way players, you get $250,000. And apparently, LeBron told them before the game, I'm going to get you guys paid. Mm. So for guys that are going to make about roughly 560000 to get a $250,000 bump, that was huge, and he came through for him. And, like, the, okay, what, what we saw in this tournament, does that make me think the Lakers can win a title? I don't know. I still think they have matchup issues when you play against a Nikola Jokic. You saw what happened when they played Joel Embiid this year. There was just a, when they play against a true five, one of the best players in this league, there's still matchup issues defensively and on both sides. But Look, if they go play at that level, people were wondering, like, oh, we love this moment, yeah. LeBron on the podium. Is this the last time we get it? And I will say it's absolutely not because I feel like when the Lakers play their championship defense, yep. they have a championship team. And when they have LeBron James, you always have a chance. Now, LeBron was the MVP of the tournament, but Anthony Davis was the star of the championship game. So let's take a look at his dominant night in Las Vegas from the beginning. You knew they were suited and booted. They didn't mean anything but walking out of there. There's Richard. What was he doing there? He's like, oh, Richard always video bombing, but he was aggressive early. AD had 13 points, six for nine from the field, and eight rebounds in the first quarter alone. Yeah, you know, uh, if he could play like that every night, I don't know if you can expect him to do 41, 25, four <laughs> every night, but that makes them a championship team more than anything. And I think that's the thing that Lakers fans are. Uh -uh. Why can't AD do this every night? I mean, when he does it every night. They are, unbe they are unbeatable. Yeah, and through three quarters, he had 27 points and 16 rebounds. And did you guys see that snarl he made? Yes. Us? Yeah, he was locked in. And you could tell with the blocks, he had four of those. And that's the way you set a tone on the defensive end. Yeah, he held the Pacers to six of 17 field goal percentages, field goal attempts, as the primary defender. Now, under five to play, I mean, this is there what I'm is. talking there about. Is. The Lakers only made two threes, I think, and they took like a handful of them. It was all in the paint, and Anthony Davis set that tone. He absolutely did. He yelled, I'm him, right there. <laughs> AD had 41 points, 20 oh, rebounds, five assists, Who are four you? blocks. Bowed out my Miles Turner. Yep, that yeah. is true. Played it both ways. And remember back when in October when Darvin Ham wanted AD to shoot six threes a game? Well, that changed because as you can see, AD dominated the paint as he scored 32 paint points with all of his field goals coming in that area. Only Giannis has had more paint points in a regular season game so far this year. So I go back to you, Mark Spears, because Anthony Davis was just straight up elite on Saturday. Yeah. When he plays like this, who's beating the Lakers? It'd be very hard to. I, I actually talked to his uh, dad, Big Ant, and I said, is this your son's best game of his career? He said, no, Detroit, 
had 59 in 2016. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, and I don't know if you expect him to have a 40 and 20 game every day, but if he's just similar, be in that world, like he's capable of doing that. Obviously, health is always a concern, but when he plays like this, he he's that shows why he's top 75. So you're saying that if he plays like this, they can hopefully continue the idea of getting back to the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, I mean, listen, the, if it's, if the 41 points were nice. But it was the defense that impressed me because Indiana had a historically good offense. So to shut them down in the way that the Lakers did, and it's not like they scored 80 points or something, but Anthony Davis controlled the paint in a way that I think sets the tone for the entire team defense. But that's why the Lakers went to the Western Conference Finals last year. I still do think they need to solve issues when they play against bigger fives. Okay, this is, That's Jokic, that's Embiid. But there's only a couple of those in the league. And every other matchup, Anthony Davis is is dominating. In yeah, that right, I'm, I'm glad you bring up defense because I was in Vegas and right before the championship mm-hmm. game I had a moment with Rob Palinka and he told me that as his team is getting healthier yep. and more full, one of the things he's really excited about is seeing their defensive potential to put together. Yep. He said he built a defensive roster and Anthony Davis is right at the core of that in that championship game, four blocks, his rim protection, but you've also got guys who, who are now healthy in Jared Vanderbilt, you've got Rui Hachimura, Cam Reddish got yep. a lot of a uh, a praise as well. You've got length and athleticism defensively. They took out the head. Tyrese Halliburton forced him into uncharacteristic yep. turnovers. They couldn't get downhill and high flying the way they wanted to. So you saw the the. the the potential of this team when they're healthy on the defensive end from the wings and then anchored inside by Anthony Davis. Did we get any names of teams before we go? I mean, Nuggets beating them, currently constructed. I know LeBron even put the – he dangled the carrot out and said, we're waiting on Gabe Vincent to bring some shooting, so we're yeah. not even yeah. whole yet. But which teams? I got to see the Suns with Beal. Oh. I'm holding out. Yeah. They say in Tuesday. Tuesday. And, of course, the Warriors luck. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's struggling since this has been a full California segment. But I'm right there with all of y'all. When the Lakers have a championship-level defense, they can be a championship team. And I do think LeBron has another one in him. So I'm excited to see this season unfold. And still to come right here on NBA Today. You know what they like to say, Roz? Like father, like son. Bronny James made his USC debut last night and reminded all of us of the best LeBron blocks of all time. But whose was better? Speaking of top plays, we recap the in-season tournament's best moments with a special edition of Top of the Top. See who made the cut. And we talked about the Warriors. They continue to slide and now have slipped out of the play-in. Ramona tells us what needs to happen to save the dub season. More NBA Today with your girl, Chanae, right here. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today. No NBA on Sunday, but we had some big news in the college world. Bronny James made his USC debut against Long Beach State. Let's take a look. Bronny James making his debut. LeBron James in attendance to see his son's first game. And Bronny, he came off the bench to start the game. And the USC crowd, I mean, they were electric, giving him a standing ovation. And then uh, there's LeBron with his phone. But check this out. Long Beach State with the steal. Get but it. then, bam! The athleticism. Get that it. Looks familiar, right? Yes, he's <laughs> mirroring his big father who gets big blocks all over the association. But then later, I mean, these are his first career collegiate points for Bronny. And guess who loves it? LeBron, ice in the veins. He loves it. Bronny had four points. Hey, Zuri. Three rebounds, two assists in his first collegiate game. As USC, though, falls 84-79. Now, LeBron was obviously in the building, and he was also tweeting, can't even tell y'all how emotional today was for me. I'm literally drained. And all I can say is, at Bronny, you are simply incredible. Like father, like son, you saw that chase down block from Bronny. So, well, here's some of LeBron. Oh, 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 chase down blocks. Let's start with 2000. Keep it in bounds. Keep it in bounds, though. Mo Williams blocks him. Future teammate. Coming over from the opposite side. Yep, that's 2006. (laughs) And then in 2009, Rajon Rondo. Nope. Oh, see, there you Now that's how you keep it in bounds. That was a rough one to the glass. Double handed. (laughs) Right in the left. Not once, but twice. That was double-handed, and of course, Game 7, 2016. We all know that. Is that the greatest block in finals history? Uh, Probably. I was still the Warriors sideline reporter. (laughs) He almost hit his head on the backboard. You saw that up close and personal. Bronny's college career is just getting started, but USC hits the road next, and his next three games are all available on the ESPN family of networks. Let's now welcome an NBA reporter, Dave McMenamin. Dave, you were in the Galen Center for this one. What was the atmosphere like? Because it feels like it was electric in the building. Yeah, today, early tip-off on a football NFL Sunday, and you still had a packed building at the Galen Center. When I was uh, coming down Jefferson to get to the arena, I saw a block full of fans uh, turning around the block to try to get in. And and certainly, there was a huge anticipation for the moment uh, for Bronny to check in. He didn't start the game, so but as soon as he got... Andy Enfield uh, to call him up from the bench and made his way towards uh, center court. Everybody was already starting to build anticipation. There was a standing ovation when he checked into the game. There was a standing ovation when he had the chase down block. There was a standing ovation when he made that transition three. And certainly there was a tone of appreciation in the air, even though uh, the USC Trojans kicked away a game they probably should have had. They were up 17 on Long Beach State. That is true, and you mentioned appreciation also for his dad, LeBron James, who was in the building. Now, you were also working the in-season tournament, and that meant that was about, what, 15 hours from Vegas for LeBron all the way back to Los Angeles. How did he spend that time? Yeah, after the game today, after he got the medal for the inaugural in-season tournament, when he found his longtime friend Maverick Carter outside the Lakers locker room at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, 
took the medal off, put it on Maverick, handed him the MVP trophy. He said, take these to the bird, meaning take them to the plane, while LeBron's Lakers teammates stayed the night and celebrated in Vegas on Saturday. LeBron was headed back to Los Angeles so he could be there with his family. LeBron was flanked by Savannah, his wife, and Zuri, his daughter. And, and uh, we also had Bronny, J uh, not, not just Bronny and the James in the building, Bryce James and Gloria, his mother. And you also had some Laker representatives. Rob Palenka was sitting courtside. You had Jesse Buss. Uh, you know, one of the, the key scouting members of their staff and, uh, you know, one of the, the governor group, he was in the building too. So it was a family affair, not just for LeBron, but for the Lakers there to be uh, on hand for support and maybe to scout a little bit. You never know. You know, Jesse Buss and Rob Palinka, they got to see if uh, Bronny James could be a potential draft pick for this, this franchise. Yeah, you never miss a good scouting opportunity, but also with a lot of fanfare. And Dave, I hope you get some rest because that's only 15 hours for you. Two. Now for a different perspective on the story, I've got another front office insider, Bobby Marks. Bra uh, Bronny, he will have to make a lot of decisions regarding his health and basketball career, uh, but he will be eligible for the draft after this year. So, Bobby, from the perspective of an NBA GM, can you see a team drafting Bronny to really try to lure LeBron also to their franchise? I, it's hard for me to see that, especially if it's teams picking up in the top 10. If you look at a team, for example, Charlotte, would they uh, pick Bronny James, who maybe some people project late first round, uh, early second round with the eighth pick in the draft just for the belief that they can get LeBron James in their building? I, teams don't operate that way. They operate how their board dictates it. Now, what will be interesting here, Cheney, is what happens maybe we get into the 20s here. Certainly teams that have multiple picks. You can look at teams like Indiana, the Knicks, of course, we're going to be focused on what happens with that Laker first. Remember, New Orleans has the Lakers first, but can defer till 2025 here. So if that pick is at 23 or 24 and the Lakers had that, would they take Bronny James to pair up with his dad? But for, certainly for those teams up in the lottery, it's hard for me to say see a team picking him just for the lure of getting LeBron there with him. That is true. I do think LeBron does have a lot on his side. We said with the in-season tournament, we'll let the chips fall where they may, and LeBron walked out a victor. So we'll see what happens with him and his son later in the future. Thanks so much, Bobby. We'll see you in a little bit on the show right here. And while we're on the topic of USC, you know I have to shout out the fact that there was a second game at the Galen Center that LeBron James stuck around to catch. Juju Watkins and the undefeated women's team beat UC Riverside. She dropped 27. Juju and the James family have been tied together since their Sierra Canyon days and she has been just straight up balling. She soon will be in the WNBA in a matter of years and speaking of which, I love this as well. Caitlin Clark in number four Iowa also played on Sunday. She had 28 and a big win over Wisconsin. Clark is the projected number one pick in the next WNBA draft. Her likely destination will be the Indiana Fever who won the WNBA draft lottery this weekend. Now, if Clark decides to leave college after this year, here's a look at ESPN's projected top three picks. The mock has Clark going to the Fever at number one, followed by <laughs> Stanford star Cameron Brink to the Sparks, and then UConn guard Paige Beckers to the Mercury at three. That draft is going to be loaded. Coming up right here on NBA Today, I think we can all agree that the in-season tournament is absolutely here to stay. What can we expect in terms of changes, though, in the future we dive in? And what does it mean for the rest of the league now that Booker, Beal, and KD could suit up together for the very first time this week? Ramona has the latest coming out of the desert. Plus, which NBA player 
would get a Shohei Otani type of contract if there was no salary cap. Bobby Marks joins us back to break it all down. NBA Today will be right back after the break. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes, great job, man. You look, yeah. Oh, well, I, that's a great greeting. You're so professional. You all together now. NBA today, we have a little pop shot championship going down between these two. Who you got? It's gonna be me. It's gonna be him. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> Pants fell down. Whoa, 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 man! Come on, come on! You don't just get to walk by with the Gucci on. They say Dave might be the best dressed. I can't make a shot here. Give me that. <laughs> Let's go. I want to give you credit for jumping off the Titanic before it sunk. Oh, <laughs> if you see a well-dressed tall man, just know he had to work twice as hard. Man. They don't know, man. Look at Chuck. Good luck. You don't think this matters? You're crazy. <laughs> a spectacular performance from Anthony Davis. That was a Shaq-like dominant uh, performance. The Los Angeles Lakers win the first NBA Cup. They are champions. The first question they asked me when I came off, they was like, so when do we get our money? I was like, I don't know. My favorite behind-the-scenes moment was probably when LeBron whacked Richard Jefferson on the back of his head before the game. Did y'all see that? Anything Richard Jefferson is like instant comedy. <laughs> I like the, I like the crossover though with the oh, NBA yeah. and the TNT crew. That, the Chuck ESPN crew. Chuck was sitting on that, that one for a while. He was waiting for that moment. Well, Neo. Neo was pretty great. Yeah, that was awesome. Absolutely. TLC. We had a little bit of waterfalls. I was here for Seriously? all of that. But I, I missed that. Yeah. I missed and that. It's okay though. It's okay though, yeah, yeah, it's okay, okay. though because Ashanti we performed. I heard. Oh, did she? Oh, no, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. But (laughs) but we do know at the end of the day, the Lakers are the first ever in-season tournament champions after going 7-0. And guys, I think we can all agree that the in-season tournament was a huge success. So let's take a look at the best plays from all 30 teams in a special edition of Top of the Top. Let's get it. So top rack attack, Brandon Ingram versus the Nuggets. Ooh, oh, the braids are tight, too, so, like, there we go. Okay, that was good. Your hair looks good. Your game looks good. Here we How go. about this? Oh, yeah. That was clean. Is that topping? Oh, he's topping. Yep. Versus the Hawks. You do that. That's a rack attack. Malik Monk. Mickey Hop. I thought this court was really cool, too, for the in-season I mean, come court. On. Oh, the courts were, and I yeah. think they're going to get better in the future. You heard commissioners talk about that. Now, top chemistry. LeBron, oh my gosh, the Torian Prince, what? Vision. Wow. Come on, man. Way to be ready, Torian. 
That shoe. How no, about no, no, this, though? That that one, look at that alley. I never yep. had alley you pass. Step to GP2. Yeah, that was nice. There's a lot of unconventional. He, you know what? He practices all those kind of shots. <laughs> I'm sure that he does, right? About, what about John Collins? Okay, don't jump with him. Oh, oh no, oh. that's 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 too much. That just needed some leverage. Was that a he hug? Oh, he came up. Oh, he had him in a chokehold. Top handles. Uh -oh. Wemby gets fancy. Ooh, Ooh. Wemby. He didn't even jump. Look at it. He doesn't even jump. Okay. Oh, come on. That was clean. That rookie of the year contest. Just reached Hi. up and dunked it. Trey Young, the ankle breaker right here. Oh, that hurt. Slip and slide. Who fell down. Who was that? Oh, that's oh, melting. We fall down. We get out. The skip we on rope. Tyrese Halliburton. He sold it too. He was like, hold on, let me just let this. How about this? The top Vegas slam. Let's get it. Back to Halliburton. He finds topping for the reverse. Did you like the court? I thought this was beautiful. This one was the best court of them all. Okay. As and they said, like you know, the, the middle is the red carpet. Oh. LeBron double oh. clutch. LeBron said, I'm coming for the trophy. And he got it. Yep. Definitely did. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, here's a look at the inaugural in-season tournament first team. Just dropped this morning with Kevin Durant joining unanimous selections Tyrese Halliburton, LeBron James, of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Anthony Davis. So back here with our panel, Roz and Mark, you two were in Vegas covering the game. So starting with you, Roz, who did you learn the most about in this in-season tournament? All right, well, I think the in-season tournament in general was like a bright light on Tyrese Halliburton. Mm -hmm. And so I got to get to know him, his teammates, and one thing that stands out to me that makes him special, even beyond the play on the court, is the joy that he plays with. And it actually even reminds me of like my early days covering Stephen Curry. They both share that joy. And in talking with Obi Toppin before the game, the, the games, he would tell me, hey, we're doing this for Tyrese. Like, he makes us go. His style of play, everybody's getting a touch, everybody's happy, it's a fun way to play. His personality, it's easy to be around him. I also had a chance to talk with his dad, John Halliburton, and this is gonna sound a little cliche, but his dad said, look for his smile. No, and the whole, the whole uh, semifinal game, tapping me on the back every time I'm walking by, he said, did you see the smile? He loves what he's doing, and that goes a long way. There's a sense that Tyrese Halliburton is contagious. Yeah, and that signature moment when he beat the Bucks. So like, <laughs> it's my time, T-Y-M-E. Mark? You know how hard it is to get people to work in Vegas? Me <laughs> <laughs> and Roz went to an R&B speakeasy called 745. It was all right. Black, we got black up to work. woman owned. Yep. Black yes, woman yes. owned. We got up to work. <laughs> but Darvin Ham got his team to work hard each of those days, despite, yep. despite being in Vegas. I don't know what the Pelicans were doing the night before, but they whooped up on the Pelicans. He shut down Zion, and then they go into the championship game, and he shuts down Halliburton. Yep. Uh, it's a beautiful choice to do a double team every time he crossed the court, slowed Halliburton down. He only took 14 shots. And uh, Darvin Ham just had his team mentally ready to play in Las Vegas. Respect to Darvin Ham. I'm just going to say LeBron James again. <laughs> you know what? We already know a lot about LeBron James, but I saw a man thinking like somebody who wants to own a franchise in Las Vegas one day. Thinking, playing, talking. Like, the way he sold this in-season tournament from the first game against Phoenix when they beat them on in Phoenix on the, in their first game to all the way through these semifinals and finals, he looked like a man who was preparing to own a franchise one day and knows how important this in-season tournament is to the league 
and also to the next broadcast deal. Yeah, yeah. and also in the trophy presentation. Yeah, yeah. Was so we're like, like yeah. this trophy does not come with a franchise, LeBron. I, uh, that was funny. That was good, Adam. I feel like there's like they're like ha adults having conversations above yes, all of our yeah. heads, and we're just kids. Like, <laughs> and LeBron's like, I'm still coming for that He's franchise like, when I'm done Adam. playing. But how did we not mention our selection of Anthony Davis? This okay. is the AD that we've been waiting for, and I even dug into the numbers with our producer Schwartz. He only has four career regular season 40-point, 20-rebound games. His last one came in October of 2019, y'all, with the Lakers. The other three came with the Pelicans. We've been waiting, what, almost four years for a performance this, this great? And so AD sealing the deal, being the guy that we all knew he was capable of. MVP votes, too. Yes, exactly. That's a, and that's what they'll want to see, Lakers fans, to really carry over <laughs> into the rest of the regular season. Now, we have a lot to look forward to after the in-season tournament because the annual NBA on Christmas Day tradition continues with five star-studded games on ESPN and ABC. Bucks Knicks starts the day at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Then it's Warriors Nuggets, Celtics Lakers, Sixers Heat, and Mavs Suns to cap off the night every year. Some of the association's oh, Lakers best, on Christmas? What? The Come best matchup. I'm going to be. That's where I'm going to be. Now, let's talk about this money, though, y'all, because that woke me up in the middle of the weekend. If Shohei Otani can swing a $700 million bat, let me hold that for a second. What could the NBA elite get in this hypothetical open market? We'll talk more about that on NBA Today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Otani's ready. Here comes the next pitch. It's showtime! It is in there! Sends one to the moon! L.A. He's going to the Dodgers. Guys from another planet! Tony has done it again! Shohei Otani's $700 million deal is by far the largest in MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL history. It's over twice as large in total value as the largest NBA deal, Jalen Brown's five-year Supermax, that could be worth as much as $304 million. Show me the money. A front office insider Bobby Marks is back with us now. And Bobby, we are still a ways away from seeing a $700 million contract handed out in the NBA. But what's the next item? opening deal that's going to be signed? I think it's going to be Luka Doncic, and that's going to be two years from now, certainly if he earns All-NBA this upcoming season. So we're looking at the offseason of 2020, potentially $400 million for Luka 
Jaylen, uh, Jason Tatum this upcoming offseason, right around $340 million. But Luca is going to be the guy that we're going to circle as far as that potential, that $400 million player. <laughs> potentially an average of maybe $80 million a year. That's a eye-popping number. That's more than what Otani's average is going to be here. So circle what Luca hears, but with, what, what Otani did was he got the double Supermax. <laughs> he got the double, yeah, right? which is when you look at $700 million, it's basically two of, I guess it's a two and a half of what uh, Jalen Brown is going to get in his, uh, his extension coming up here. That's a really good point, Bobby. Ramona, before we compare sports, what do we have to put into context? Well, look, what Bobby's just talking about is they, they used to be able to sign longer-term contracts in the NBA. It used to be six, seven years. Kobe Bryant actually signed the last seven-year contract in, two, in 2004-05. But then they changed the rules to make a five-year max the longest you can sign with one team. It was supposed to keep players with their current team. It was supposed to promote players to, to incentivize them to re-sign. Instead, it's actually just led to more player movement. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so if you look at a five years, if you Otani's deal, ten years, seven hundred million. That's like five years, three fifty. That is true. That is a right? good point to keep in context. And the salary cap obviously puts a ceiling on how massive potential contracts can be in the NBA. But if we set reality aside for a second and say basketball was dealing with an open market, Bobby, is there any player that would garner numbers just like Shohei Otani did? I'm going to look at the past and then I'm going to look at the future. Let's go back to 2010 when LeBron James was yep. a free agent. Let's imagine there was no salary cap back then. Let's imagine there was no restriction on how many years you could sign a player. What's LeBron looking at in that offseason? He's in his peak of his career, seven years. Is a team going to pay him $100 million there? That's the one from the past. Now looking forward to the future. Let's say there was no draft and Victor Wembanyama was a free agent this offseason. Would San Antonio fork over $100 million for him? Would there be a bidding war where we're looking at $80 million for him? Those wow. are the two players that I would have an eye on. So you look at the past with LeBron and certainly with the future with Victor here. Well, I'm going to say Stephen Curry. I mean, <laughs> he's been with the Warriors since 2009. He's the greatest athlete in Bay Area history. He's made the franchise worth billions of dollars. They couldn't afford to lose them. And you got to talk about a franchise that has money. So I, I could see them, if such was the case, being in such a tough mode that well, we got to give Steph 100 to stay, like the, they would fork up. So I'm just going to follow up. I'm curious, right now, you would do that with Steph right now? Or would you say maybe uh, yeah. seven years into his career or five years? Well, I mean, if you're going to sign him a big money now, like, yeah, I'm – He's, he's getting that money in the Bay. They can't, they can't afford to lose him. Low-key, you might even owe him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, well, then I, I even thought, you know, LeBron, Steph, but these guys are so far into their careers. You know, who would you want to look at 10 years from now? I mean, Wemby's been said, so maybe Anthony Edwards. I'm seeing a, a natural progression of um, continuing to grow from making an all-star to USA basketball to, look, the Timberwolves are, are winning and doing well. He's got a coach, and Coach Finch believes in him. He's number one in the West? Absolutely, number one in the West. And, you know, I also see somebody that's very likable, yeah. that can fill up seats. And why is he likable? Anthony Edwards has a great emotional IQ. He's, you know, and as his maturity meets that, I think that's going to make him a great leader and a great superstar. So all of that together, I think he's got a formula for it. So Tohei Otani got $700 million from the Dodgers because he is the greatest two-way player we've seen since Babe Ruth, right? He is worth all that on the field. And then off the field, he brings in so much sponsorship money, so much marketing money from overseas. And I think you have to look at that when you're saying who, 
right now would get the most. To me, there's two players. Ooh. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Joel Embiid. Can you imagine if you had a bidding war on those two guys with the, how marketable they are, the personalities they have? You get the – in baseball, it's always just New York and L.A., right? Yeah. It's the Yankees, it's the Dodgers, it's Steve Cohen and the Mets with all his billions trying to spend his way out of it. But how much money would New York and L.A. throw at Giannis? How much money would New York – if there was no cap – if there was, you could give him 10 years. Do the Lakers have that money, though? Oh, they're the Lakers. They don't own their arena. That's the right. The Lakers have that money. Bobby, is there anyone we've, we've left uh, off, though, of this well, list? I, I, would, I would say, I, I'm just it. talking what you were saying with Giannis and, and, and Joel Embiid there, um, Ramona. The, the concern with me, it's like going to yeah. buy a new car. I like those cars that have zero miles <laughs> when I'm going to buy it. I don't want to buy that fancy sports car that's got 20,000 miles on it already. Those two are certainly great names, but I think as far as, and, and Mark mentioned Steph Curry here, I want one of these young players, as Ross said, Anthony Edwards here. Not much mileage here, that up and coming where I can get the true value if I'm going to pay a player you know, over the next, you know, eight to nine years paying 80, 90 million dollars here. I just don't, I'm concerned. The same with what the Dodgers are getting when they're, now we're talking baseball with Otani. What's that contract going to look at on the back end in that fifth or sixth year here? That is true. I do think the logic, my brain tells me that I would go with someone like Wemby, but my heart would actually say Giannis just because you yeah. feel like he still yeah. has a lot of his career ahead of him. But International players. Yeah. Throw one more in there. Shea as well. That is true. And don't forget, he's already got the Skims deal, so he's got, you know. <laughs> right, he and, does and look, the right deal. team the would position deal. him, on top of everything he's doing in basketball, would position him as luxury, um, high fashion couture. <laughs> he could, oh my he God. could have a Federer type vibe in the NBA. You feel me with that? You get him a watch deal now? That is true. Give yeah, him a, a I, watch I, deal. You feel me, Mark? I'm not mad at I'm not mad at any I'm not mad at any player getting yeah. their money, okay? But I <laughs> yep. do think it has to be a transcendent player to be able to get Shohei Otani numbers. Bobby, thank you for breaking all those, crunching those numbers down for us. We had fun hanging with you today. But next on NBA Today, the Suns. Their big three has mostly been big two so far. Could Bradley Beal be returning to the lineup sooner than expected. We'll dive into all of that right after the break. You're watching NBA Today. Nelly was in Vegas, right? It's getting hot in here, y'all. That <laughs> fire in the background means one thing. It's time for What's Burning, where our Ramona Shelburne takes us around the league with her <laughs> Hottest topic. Oh, so first, oh, to first up, the Warriors, they haven't won back-to-back -back games in over a month. So what is the solution to Golden State struggles, Ramona? Look, Jonathan Kaminga had one of the best preseasons in the league. Then for the first quarter of the season, they barely played him. He couldn't get on the court. It was clear they didn't trust him in those roles. His issue, though, is that he looks like a four. He's, the, he's athletic. He's strong. But he kind of needs to play the three in the Warriors system. And that's where Andrew Wiggins plays. Well, Steve Kerr's been trying to get that starting five group going. The last two games, though, Kaminga has saved them. In the game against Portland, he came in and just saved the day for them. In the last game, 24-12, and 12, even though they lost Oklahoma City, he gives them that length and athleticism that they've been sorely lacking. I just don't know what it means for Andrew Wiggins. Hopefully it will be the durability of that sustained play that will help the Warriors when it matters most. All right, that was like lemon pepper hot. Let's turn it up. Number two, Kyrie Irving yeah. is out after leaving last week's game against the Blazers with a right foot injury. What is the latest on Kyrie? Listen, you're calling it a bruised heel. 
But that, that sounds like, oh, it's just a bruise. No, it's not just a bruise. It is extremely painful. And he's lucky because it looked a lot worse when he first went down. I'm told he's been getting treatment ever since he got back to Dallas over the weekend. But it's probably going to be a while. They're, gonna, they're not putting any timeline on his return. But one source close to Kyrie told me they'd be surprised if he played any of the next couple of games. Yeah, hopefully he'll get back to the court very soon. Now we're at, like, Buffalo level high, okay? And uh, let's round this out, though. Bradley Beal, he's Ooh. only played in three games this season for Phoenix. How soon are you expecting him out there with the rest of the Suns? Well, this week looks like he could be making his return. They have a back-to-back here, and he has to go through the protocols to make sure he's all the way back. But when you have a back injury, it's tricky. You know how that is. You warm up. Yes, oh, no. and it tightens up quickly. Right? Yeah. So that's the caveat we want to put on all this. But their idea was we don't want him to come back and then be in, be out, be in, be out. You really want him to come back so he can stay back. Yeah, that's very spicy right there, meaning that we finally get to see exactly what we've been waiting for. A big three that's assembled to win a championship. And, Mark, you've spent a lot of time with Beal working on a feature also for Anscape. What can you tell us about where he's at right now? Yeah, uh, been talking to him for our diary, our season diary. I expect him to play tomorrow. Um, and I do think in hindsight he probably wished he didn't try to fight through some things the first time around. I think he knew he wasn't totally 100%, but I could tell Bradley wants to be a part of this. He he hasn't played much this year altogether, and now they waited and waited and waited and made sure he was 100%. If this was the playoffs, I think Bradley probably could have played a week or so ago. But they wanted to make sure he's ready, he's excited, he's ready to go. And one funny thing, cute thing in the diary, he said, one thing he had been concerned about with his back injuries was his two little boys who play in flag football. Yes. They want to tackle him all the time. And he's like, my, like, my kids don't care about my back. They want to play with daddy. So maybe he, he kept them away. Your diaries, flag football. Your diaries bring such a great human perspective yeah. to all of the basketball storytelling. Now that he might be closer to hitting the court and this big three become actualized, what are the expectations? We just saw LeBron James and the Lakers win the in-season Oof. tournament. The Nuggets are still rolling, even though they recently took a loss to my Rockets. We all believe in, in the power of Jokic. What do we expect of them when he's out there? I mean, I, I still think they have the same issue the Lakers have w- w- against teams like Denver. Like, they went out and got Yusuf Nurkic to defend guys like Nikola Jokic, and the last time they played, Jokic did whatever he wanted in that matchup. But we haven't seen the star power. We haven't seen that explosiveness of the three stars and the space where you have three, if you have three players on the court at one time, what, what do defenses do? You have to choose. You can't guard all three of those that can score at that level. And we saw that in yep. Golden State. With Steph, Clay, yep. and KD. That so I true. think this is almost them reincarnated. That's right. That is true. You will have to pick your poison when the big three is out there. And you can catch Bradley Beal, hopefully KD and Devin Booker, in the second game of Friday's ESPN doubleheader as the Suns host the Knicks. But first, LeBron James and the Lakers are in San Antonio taking on Victor Webbingyama and the Spurs. Coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the ESPN app. Now, still to come on NBA Today, we are taking a coast-to-coast. Are the Clippers finally clicking with Harden under center? How he is able to make it work in their three-game win streak? And on the other end of a streak, what the Pistons schedule holds. That could be the key to getting their next win because it's looked rough over there. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in 60 seconds.
time to go coast to coast. 13 games on the schedule tonight. So let's start with Embiid and the Sixers hosting the Wizards. In his last two matchups against the Wizards, Embiid has put up 48 and 50 points. Oh, Ramona, does he drop 50 again tonight in Philly? Well, his consistent goal every single game he plays this year is to take at least 25 field goal attempts. Oh, wow. Last time, he, took, he was 19 for 29 against the Wizards. And the Wizards, uh, I don't know if they have Ooh. the defense to stop him. From Philly to L.A., don't look now. But the Clippers have won three straight in eight of their last 11 to get back over 500 after their rough start. So, Ross, they take on the Blazers tonight. How much confidence, confidence do you have in the Clippers? It's growing with each game. Don't look now. They're putting the wins together. And you're looking at Kawhi Leonard. You're looking at Paul George. The emotion they're playing with. Westbrook finding impact and a roll off the bench. Don't look now, but the Clippers might be coming. Okay, I hear it. <laughs> I hear the footsteps now sticking in the West. Zion Williamson looks to bounce back from his 13-point performance in the in-season tournament semis. But it won't be easy against the Timberwolves, who have the league-best defense. So, Mark, how will Zion fare against Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns tonight? Well, there'll be a lot of eyes on him. He had the most disappointing game in yep. the, his career. You had $500,000 on the line, and you didn't show up to play. And a minute afterwards, you didn't have it. I'm sure New Orleans fans are disappointed. Zion can start making it up tonight. Not the only fans disappointed. The Pistons enter tonight's game against the Pacers, having lost 19 straight games, eight away oh. from breaking the NBA's single-season record and 10 away from the overall record. So let's take a look at their upcoming schedule because there needs to be a win in there. Uh, look at it right here. Wow. I don't see one. Ramona, beyond this season, how much does this losing streak really affect the morale of the team? I mean, for young players, this is so tough because we all went through this when we saw what happened in Philadelphia and they were trying to entrust the process before Embiid was healthy, before Ben Simmons was healthy. They had some really rough seasons in there. Some of those young players, they were never the same afterwards. Like, you go your whole life being a winner, being on teams that win and having success, and then having a losing skid like this, it's hard to come back from. That is true. I saw that December 21 versus the Jazz. No, no shade to the Jazz, but, like, do you oh, think oh. they Little could? shade. <laughs> Just a tiny maybe bit that of might shade. Be the one. Because coming out that schedule with Pacers – 76ers, 76ers, Bucks. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, you can see the Pacers <laughs> have a little game. Let me, see, let me, let me see that schedule again because, again, it's the 21st, which is what day is it? Is that, like, what, 10, 10 days Today's away? The 11th. Today's the 11th. Today's the 11th, yeah. 10 days away. So if you look at the schedule, Ooh. maybe that's where they get a win. But like you said, I mean, the Pacers and the Sixers, two of the best offenses right now in the NBA. Yeah, well, well, if, if I'm in that Pistons locker room, the last thing I want to make it about is our schedule and when we can get our first win and things like that. That is true. You know, when you see a young team, you, you, you like a team that maybe they're young, they're not good yet, but they're fun. You look at the Pistons and you're like, they're young and they're not having fun. So you want to yeah. make sure that this is like process driven and not results driven. Oh, don't use that word. Because <laughs> results driven, the headlines right now are all about the results. Losing months, losing streaks. It's no I'm way. Gonna, I'm going to say tonight. I think they can beat the Pacers tonight. Yeah, They've just been in Vegas. They just, it's a little bit of a, a come down game after being oh. in the championship Oh, you game. know what? That's you know what? One. I have an actual perfect example of this because my Sparks, mm -hmm. we won. We beat Vegas after they had to go right. through their commissioner's cup because they were tired, they were exhausted. Right. Yeah. All of the eyes were on them, and we had one of our best wins of the season. Good. Now, we were not we were not, I wasn't playing then, we were not <laughs> on a nine, we were not on a this long 20 or yeah. so game losing streak. Right. But for me personally, y'all, because when I yeah. got drafted number one to the Connecticut, Connecticut Sun, it was not an easy experience. I remember we lost yep. two in a row, 
And I was in the locker room and I was crying. And I'm not a crier. I'm like a gangster out there. But I was frustrated <laughs> because I was like, we yeah. lost two in a row. Oh, mind tears. you, mind you, I probably hadn't lost two games in a season the whole yeah. time I was at Stanford. I was crying. And then Just I had a little flex. Okay, it's fine. Okay. But I had a vet come over to me and like pat me on the shoulder and was laughing at me. I was like, why in the world are you laughing? We lost two games yep. in a row. She's like, this is a different league. Like, it's all about professionalism and moving on to the next. But at some point, yeah. Professionalism goes away. I was on a college. It's all team about morale. University of DC. It's not Stanford level. Oh. And we we were three and twenty-two. Ooh. Amadou Fall was on our team too, but we, we were oh, bad. Oh, Amadou. Amadou, we love Amadou. Seven players. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but y'all. Anyways, what I'm saying is, yeah. Your morale is just worn yeah. down, man. You but just, how do they correct it though? They're getting some vets back. Bogdanovich is coming. They, they got to get healthier. Right? Jalen Dern's been out. Yep. That's a huge, huge loss. Caden Bogdanovich. That's their only scoring. They need something else to happen. I mean, it's. I don't think it's coaching at this no point. Leaders. because And it's tough because if you look at the roster, everybody who's a contributor, who's high level, everybody's young. Too young. So you don't have um, well-established veterans in the locker room whose voices carry resonance, who can yeah. lead by example, not only off the bench, but also on the court. But by design, when you rack up, you know, first picks or top picks, you're not going to really have those vets. Ooh. It's going to have to come from within. You can and bring look in at some their, adults in the room, though. That is true. You could. At the end of the bench, that's correct. Look at the numbers, offensive efficiency. 29th defensive, 26. Not good. That is not good. But hey, you know what, Coach Tara? Since this was a Stanford show, says even uh, what is it? A blind squirrel can catch a nut. Meaning sometimes you just yeah, get lucky. Tara said it. You're positive. I'm the one who says they've been right losing by times times yeah, A broken clock is right two times. That's so we're rooting for you, Pistons. Thanks for hanging with us. Malika will be back nice tonight. tomorrow. No, Monty's praying. Tonight's, tonight's <laughs> Monty's a, a praying man.